Hey folks, this is Beverly Houston Fisher of Balanced Living Body, Mind, and Spirit. Thank you for joining us for podcast number six. Today's subject, the power of the written word with guest Janine McJanet. Janine is an adult child of alcoholics. Having found her father dead almost 30 years ago, Janine spent the better part of her life navigating her story and figuring out who she was and the impact that being an adult child of alcoholics had on herself and her family. After years of personal breakdowns and breakthroughs, Janine found that she could put the pieces of her own life back together through connection, courage, and vulnerability. Janine has taken the flight from her fear-based decision-making into freedom using her passion, energy, and wisdom to create a bigger vision, and is now helping other women do the same. Janine thrives in guiding others with stories similar to her own through their transformational journey. Her vision is to guide more women from dysfunctional family backgrounds and who are looking for change into a life of joy that lasts a lifetime. After busting out of corporate, Janine, now a soul empowerment expert, coach, speaker, poet, and host of Sold Out Speaking talk show, is passionate about bringing women together and does so in her soul empowerment lounge communities, where she vulnerably shares her stories of struggle to strength. Now living alcohol-free and loving life, Janine speaks about adult children passionately. She's taken leaps and bounds to search for new ground to replant her own family tree in a loving and nourishing environment, to give hope and inspiration to other adult children. Her motto, lessen up on your load so you can load up on your lessons. Welcome, welcome, Janine. I am so grateful for you coming and joining me on podcast today. I really, really appreciate your time. And I am so excited to talk about the power of the written word. So when was the first time that you felt that true connection to the power of the written word? Oh, hello, Beverly, and thank you so much for having me on today. I'm really excited for this conversation. The power of the written word. Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm what they call a late bloomer. I'm 55 years old, and it was really in the, <clears throat> excuse me, it was really in the last, you know, five years or so that I really started to come around to find my purpose and to live out my passion and, you know, I have, I have always written, but I never wrote anything as deep and meaningful as that which I have written over the past five years. And that's when I started doing this process I call soul excavation is really, you know, getting into what is inside of me and getting it out on paper. And about four years ago, I started to write a song. I like to play guitar. I like to sing. And so I started to write a song all the while in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, I don't know how to write a song. I don't know how to write music, but I, I had this one verse and then I added another verse. And, um, and it was only last year when I, I dropped my masks and I started to write poetry and started to really pull up these emotions and feelings and experiences from my past and make sense of them. And in doing that, I, I completed that song and I also completed like 50 different poems since then. And so that's when it started. There was, there was one poem that was really pivotal and that was the first one that I just let 
come out of me. It was just like I was, I was just, um, I was the conduit from my own past into my present and just allowing myself to get those experiences out with the lessons um, inside of them. And the song, I've got that, you know, in my back pocket, which I really, it's, it's my life song and it talks, it talks a lot about the past. So to answer your question, it's, it's, it's been relatively recently, but um, both in poetry and song, I have found such a place to, to write to, to write to, to put out there, to heal myself. And I use this to share with, with other people, family, friends, with, with clients that I work with um, on my social media and whatnot. And it's really one of the most beautiful things that, that I feel that I do, one of the most creative and expressive ones. And it's so healing um, to be able to write down those feelings and explore why I'm having them, where they came from, what I'm doing with them, and what they mean. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, we met at one of your poetry jam Zoom <laughs> whatever. And you know, when we first met, I I just assumed you'd been writing for a very, very, very long time. I just assumed. And I don't know why. I guess because the way you were putting it forth, you were gathering everybody else to share. You were encouraging like you'd been there for a very long time. And so now hearing that story is so amazing because you are just really working off your current, your fuel, your fire. You finally found your your passion for it. And it's also become your business. I mean, on pretty much every level, you encourage us to write as I took that one course with you and, you know, really dig deeper into the word. So I, I, I love it. I love the whole story. See, for me, I've been writing since I was little. I started writing songs and poetry. I've, I was published poet at 18 and um, I've just always, it was my safe place because I lived with so much abuse as a child that it was the one place that I could just pour everything in and, you know, not have to hide, hide the hurt, hide the pain, hide the suffering, hide the fear, hide the, you know, even joys. I, although a lot of my stuff back then wasn't very happy. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a lot of joy, but I remember just making up songs in the bathroom. <laughs> Going yeah. to the bathroom, cleaning the toilet, whatever I'm doing, da, 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 you know, just making up these, these wonderful melodies. But um, it Did wasn't. Did you record them? I hope you recorded them. Uh, no, not then. <laughs> you know, I was little, you know. Um, but when I went to college, then I got deeper into writing and and took creative writing and debate and things like that. So it brought a whole different level where mine was more just purely purely emotional expression then I got into college where then all of a sudden I was learning more about you know expressing well feel feelings as far as debate and arguments and that extra level where you it's just a different a different way of writing and again using the power of the word so it's it's very interesting I still took music and and still have written a lot of songs and still uh I love to write I don't write as much as I'd like to, 
Um, but I am working on my um, autobiography, which is going to be a while and an undertaking. But it is going to be my whole everything. It's not going to be pretty. Well, it'll be a little bit of everything because that's how my life has been. But I, it's time, you know, now that I'm I'm 50 and uh, my stepfather passed and now my dad passed. And I don't have to protect anybody else anymore mm. from the pains and the sufferings, you know. Um because I didn't want, like with my stepfather, I didn't want the repercussions to come back on my mother, right? Because they were still together. And then my dad, he didn't know any of the real abuse because he wasn't in my life. So I didn't want, uh, I didn't want that to stir the pot either, I guess. So it's interesting. You've been pushing more of your words out, and I'm pushing them out in other ways. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a matter of when we can, it's a matter of actually doing that work and, and pushing them out. So pushing them out is, is like, it's getting them down on a piece of paper. It's, it's recording them on a hand, it's recording a video. It's, it's what do we want our legacy to be, right? And I love, and thank you for sharing that too, because I love how you just said that I don't have to protect anyone else anymore. And now there's this upsurging of expression that I'm sure is going to be pouring out of you over the next little while because of all that you have been through. And it's in allowing ourselves to do that in whatever situation we have been in, whether traumatic or joyful, I to be able to give ourselves time to sit down and just be with those feelings and ask ourselves questions so that we can do that digging, that soul excavation so that we can pull out, pull out the pieces that we need to get out so they stop causing us, you know, pain, pretty much. So I love that. Well, and that's, and, and, and that's why we're talking about this today is the, the benefits of writing and pouring it out. Even if you never say anything to someone, if you write it out, or, and then there's processes, then you can burn it in a fire or something to release it. There's so many ways that we can use the written word and can benefit from just that release. That, well, like you're saying, holding in and causing pain, and, and sometimes those things can fester and cause illness and cause disharmony, and, and it just builds up. So um, it's amazing the different benefits that you can have, even if just gratitude journals. Mm -hmm. Right. Just sitting down and saying how grateful you are. I there's the gratitude jars that where you can just put in a, a little tag of gratefulness for that day and you just slowly fill it up so you can see all the things that you're grateful for. And even on those days when you're feeling struggling, you can reach in and find a grateful moment and go, ah, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's, that's a great thing. I've got a gratitude jar and I put in, I, I, you know, what I tend to do is I put in other people's gratitudes towards me to help oh. fill that bucket. So I've got my, my, my journal with my, my writings and my gratitudes, but that jar is sitting there. And honestly, I have it in my bath, in my bedroom, I mean, and, and when I feel blue and I walk by it, I just shuffle through. It's just like, you know, Halloween or some trick-or-treating that you just pull mm -hmm. something out and just like, oh, right. And then we get that surge of empowerment because we allow ourselves in this lifetime to go up and down, up the mountains, down the valleys. We've heard all of that. 
But we're, when we're in the valley and how beautiful it is when we can acknowledge and be present when we are in the valley, but to help us get back up, walking up that mountain to get those beautiful thoughts and feelings, encouragements and empowerments from other people and from ourselves, just to remind us that, hey, I got this. I can mm-hmm. do pain. I can handle it. I can I can be sad. And, and it's really allowing us to do that. So it's uh, there's there's so many different ways that we can do it. One I'd love to share with you, which is a relatively new new uh, exercise, is journaling um, what you're great three things that you're grateful for. I don't know who came up with the three things, but it's so universal. If you can yeah. do that every <laughs> single day, right? I don't know That's if it was deep. What's that? It's the Holy Trinity. You know, three. Is it's it? a triangle. It's a yeah. It it it's good. It's good. Oh, cool. <laughs> I've heard that. That's good. So if we can do that, three great things that we're grateful for each day for 21 days and not repeat one of them, then that's when we start to do the digging because we can be grateful for the people in our lives, for what we have, for our vehicles and homes and all those, you know, more or less superficial things. But when we run out of those, we're like, oh my gosh. And then we start looking a lot closer with a magnifying glass at our lives and our souls and and really digging deeply. So <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. And the, um, sorry, I got a beeping going. I don't know if you can hear it, but I can. Um, that That's the thing is that you can go deeper. And, and when, when I've taught classes and I talk about a gratitude, the three, writing down three gratitudes, I remind people to, be th- if you're going to be thankful for your family, then be thankful specifically because they, you know, go deeper into it because it is too easy to just be, I'm grateful for my home and my car and my, you know, no. Why are you grateful for your home? Because it provides shelter and I love how I feel when I get home or whatever, you know, to go deeper because it is. We it sometimes Sometimes I find that it's about the ritual, right? It's really about the ritual. It's about taking the time, even if it's just a few minutes, to take your time and to settle down and to really feel into the magnificence of life, whether it's painful or great or whatnot. The, it's, it's so incredible to be alive. And, and if we're still suffering, then we're still alive. If we're still laughing, we're still alive. Whatever it is, we're still here to experience. And, um, and, and thank goodness for the written word, or we wouldn't know histories of other people that have experienced and the things that they've learned and the lessons that we can learn if we so choose. And, and it is about the lessons, like you were saying, even talking about the things that hurt and bringing up the things and the lessons and the process that you're going through even if it's just brainstorming, it doesn't have to be poetry. It doesn't have to be a song. It doesn't even have to be totally coherent. Sometimes you just got to get it out, mm-hmm. right? Just yeah. purge. Just write. You know, I love writing for 10 minutes, even though if I have no idea, just keep writing something. Just write something. The unconscious spiel um, to, yeah. to get it out. Yeah. What you just said was, um, it, it reminded me, you know, even if it doesn't make sense what you write, there's some beautiful exercises that you can do. I work with, um, as you do, with inner child work and writing letters. It's a very powerful way. So we can write to ourselves in a journal. We can write to other people in a letter. Um, 
And sometimes this really helps us get clear. I mean, always it helps us get clear on what our message is without all of the fluff around it. So if you're, if, if you're having conflict or confrontation with somebody, it's such a great idea to sit down and write a letter and then you'll see what, and, and then you'll be able to read it back and find the points in there that are really worth sharing that, that maybe have something to do with you having to create a new boundary. Maybe somebody stepped over one of your boundaries, but it really brings clarity to it. And in terms of that writing letters, one of the most incredible exercises I've ever done, and I lead through other people with this one, is to, when, when you're feeling triggered or when you're feeling uncertain um, about something in your life, to sit down with a pen and paper and write a letter to your inner child, to you when you were a young girl or a young boy, young person, and and let yourself go but don't do it in your dominant hand do it in your non-dominant hand because that reaches um, an area of the subconscious in our brain and it allows us to dig a little bit deeper because we're not in that fast flowing dominant handwriting we're in the non-dominant and it may look like a mess but just keep up with it give yourself 10 or 15 minutes and write a letter and see what comes out ask yourself you know just don't take your pen off of the paper just keep going and see what comes out this has been really um, awakening work for so many of us to be able to tap into that and that's what the written word really is right it's tapping into our emotions and that that is that's that's what it is and, and the most powerful most powerful thing about writing any letter like that is rereading it one to yourself so that you can actually step out of where you were and see it from a distant perspective and then to reread it to somebody who you really love and trust and that's where healing happens for me yes that's amazing because not only are you again honoring the inner child which is usually the one that's being triggered in a lot of cases yeah. <laughs> and then to have a loved one that you can share that with, especially if it's pouring out to the inner child. So this is really, it's, that's a beautiful vulnerability work right there. Mm-hmm. And it's healing, right? It's healing for us. And, and, and even just demonstrating that we are vulner- vulnerable enough to dive down into the deepness and the darkness of our soul to have other people see that that's possible and that's healing as well for them Um, it's contagious it's the ripple effect once we start to do it and share it out so there's the power of the written word and then there's the power of the spoken word and the two of them just go so beautifully hand in hand in terms of the healing piece yes and courage doesn't come from Staring at it, thinking you're going to do it. Courage comes from facing your fear and getting it done. So yeah. it's amazing. And and what a healing exercise. And I have written to my, my inner child, and I talk to her a lot. Yes, I, I do talk in two persons on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to remind myself that that's who is suffering when I'm suffering. Yeah. And it's not this outer world, it's inner work that I can do and take time and to honor that expression. And it's also, you know, a, ch- a letter from the child yeah. is a beautiful gift as well. And Asking. to our parents, yeah, this is something yeah. like to our parents, whether or not they're even on this earth, right? 
to be able oh, yeah. to release that. So that's work I've done. I've lost both of my parents and I know that, that you just lost your papa. So um, it's very beautiful work. Hmm. It is. And, and especially, you know, people don't always understand that even when we're doing our own inner work, it changes the vibration. Even if no one else hears it, even if nobody else sees it, if we're doing the inner work and honoring the process, and if we can take the lesson and not carry the weight, then it eases it up. And it's, you know, we're that big burrito. It's a constant time continuum. Everything that's already happened is happening as we're happening, and that future's happening, and everything's happening. So as we shift that one little vibration, it, it just domino effects everywhere. So it's amazing. The ripple effect of us, um, of yeah. us being authentic, genuine, real, raw goddess women, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and men, I've been really working on saying lunar and solar energy, um, because of all the stereotypes that go with and, and expectations that go with different sexes, different agreements, whether it's marriage or whatever. There's just so many things. So again, the word, right? There's yeah. so much in the word. <laughs> oh, so much. That's a great lesson. It's, it's true because we are in a time and we are in an age, we are in an era um, of global uncertainty in so many different parts of our lives that the words that we choose to use and, and, and they're they're captured. They're, they're it. I mean, you, you can look at any of the big, other oh, was a, some big country rock star that, you know, spoke language that wasn't desirable. It got recorded. He's completely ruined. Now we have to uh -huh. be wise with our choice of words. And by writing down first, that enables us, it allows us to sort of sift through the mind muck so that we can really hone in. And I really love the feelings wheel. You can Google it on, um, on the internet and it just gives you so many different options for feelings because we know there's happy and sad, there's angry and mad and glad, all of those big names. But when we are sitting down and really trying to understand our feelings, to be able to recognize what, what that feeling is, to label it, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing because sometimes we might feel sad and we can have a, you know, a sad look on our face and we can be grumpy um, and we can do that for a long time, for minutes, hours and days when I think about my teenager. But there's something below the surface of the sadness. And, you know, it might be something like a friend of hers, and I'm using my daughter as an example, she's a teen, you know, said something that was demeaning to her and that sort of stayed inside of her and she doesn't she she's not able yet to dig down right to find out what that is but that's the work that's the work I'm trying to teach her and that's the work that we're all doing is getting to the root of it getting to the root cause of some of these emotions that are triggering us into anxiety and staying in a place that is in the past or in the future not not living in the moment absolutely Absolutely. And everything stores in our body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The everything. Body. So that's why, you know, it's so important to get it out. And one of the things you said, there's so many things that I want to say something about but one of the things you said is, you know, you were talking about and getting the emotion down. The another thing about writing everything down, especially when you're in a heated moment or a heated situation or something's just really extreme, if you have that opportunity to go off to yourself and just purge it out on a piece of paper, like you said, you'll start finding the key parts that are true. Mm -hmm. Not that 
you're not feeling like it's all true. But when we're being triggered, you could be at a 10 when it only deserves a 1, right? You can just go right there. And if you start to look at your words, you can go, wow, this isn't even, why is this even in the conversation, right? So you can narrow it down. And in this world where we're just like so fast and texting and everybody's like clicking and all over, everything's so instant, I think writing is another way, like you're saying, that now, bringing you into the now. You are sitting down. I am breathing. I am writing. I am here. Mm-hmm. And setting this yourself up to make it, you mentioned earlier, to make it a ritual rather than, oh, I, I've got to do this. Make it something that you really want to do. So connect it. This is about habits and, and creating rituals is make it so it's enjoyable. Tie it on to something that you already do. There's a few people in this world, I know for certain, that do their journaling when they start journaling and start writing on the toilet, because when they get up in the morning, that's something that they automatically do. So to have a pen and paper there, even if it's for a minute or maybe two, um, to be able to write it. And then it becomes a habit because it gives us it gives us that joy, it gives us that release and that relief and um, and then moving it into a time in your day when you actually carve it out and you schedule it in and you may have, you may have, you know, essential oils, you may have a, a candle burning, you may have dim light, soft music, whatever it is to be able to give yourself permission to spend non-negotiable me time with yourself and mm-hmm. check in, check in with what you're feeling and being able to do that because I know, and I know that you know too, coming up into this world as adult children who lived in a family of dysfunction, we stuff feelings down. That's what we do as women, as mothers, as people, as the moon, the loon, (laughs) the luna. We stuff our feelings and our emotions down and we just carry on. I'm too busy. I've got too much to do. And we're just so busy doing that we forget to do the being, forget to be. And so this gives ourselves permission to check in with ourselves every day because you know what nobody in our family is going to come up to us every single day and say hey I just want to know really how you're feeling no really how are you feeling so it's up to us to do that and I mean I've even set alarm clocks on and I do today that was a little blip that went off um I set little odd random reminders like Janine how are you feeling today what's what's what are you really feeling so that I can stop and go oh maybe I'm hungry oh, I love that yeah. I love that. That's a beautiful tip. Set little reminders. I love that. Yes, there's nothing there's nothing like it. And it, yeah, you don't have to make it a whole ritual, but the thing is is the more you make it a ritual. I like personally, I like to write right before like when I'm just laying down when my mind is, you know, I'm like I want to rest. I need to get all this out, whatever is rattling around in here want to get it all out there might even come up a couple of to-dos for the next morning but now I don't have to worry about remembering (laughs) but it's still it's that stillness and it's designated ritual time to do the inner work because we are so caught up in the outer world and the outer existence but you know the only one we're stuck with for this entire life is us yeah yeah and that's fun. It's funny because you just touched on a little um, a few minutes ago about control. We have yeah. so little control about what we think we have so much control over when really, in fact, all we have control over is what we say and what we do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not even true. <laughs> 
because <laughs> sometimes we're triggered, right? So there's that's got there's got to be that honor, but we that's the only thing we have any possible control over. <laughs> but that's interesting. You said that too, because just this morning I was writing about control and triggers, and this is this is how <laughs> it comes up in life. I'm serious, and I, I yeah. posted it in my Facebook group, the um, Soul Soul Empowerment Lounge. So please check it out there because it is triggers. <laughs> And I have been working on triggers a lot. And we actually, this is my opinion. um, And I believe, uh, and this is what I have control over too, right? I have control over my beliefs, whether or not they're false or true. But Uh I believe that triggers, we do have a certain amount of control over if we do the work associated with understanding what the trigger is, how it's come up and what options we have to move through that trigger so it doesn't cause anxiety. A beautiful Australian um, motivational speaker. His name is Kerwin Ray. And this is my favorite quote in the whole world is that when we lessen our desire for control, we lessen our trigger for anxiety. And so it's related to that. Yeah. And that's it. And that's the thing is that as a a yoga teacher, and I've been doing this wellness teacher for so long, there's this beauty of the acceptance that, you know what, we're still human. So we're still not going to always do things right. But like you're saying, the more awareness, the more time we take. Like it took me a long time to get to where I could catch myself, right? Oh, I'm being triggered. But as you get like through the day, as your energy, like in the morning, in the morning when you're charged up and everything, it's a lot easier. That's where people talk about self-control, right? Well, we're only allotted so much energy in our day. We really are. And unless we're continuing to feed that energy, (laughs) by the end of the day, we might not have the same energy of awareness because we're just tired. And that's okay, too. I mean, I just, I love that we're talking about the word and, and everything, and especially words to ourselves. But sometimes, you know, I know, I know yoga teachers that have been doing this, 85 years old, and she's like, yeah, I still get upset. Sometimes I still have to catch myself going, oh, my gosh, did I just react that way? Even if she didn't say anything, the energy in the body, right? But it's it's that time, and it's that, again, attention to the inner work and attention to the, the ritual. And when you were talking about the ritual of writing, which I don't know anybody that can't benefit from this, honestly. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, grab a recorder. You don't even have to put pen to paper. Grab a recorder. Just track your thoughts so you can listen, so you can be more objective. Because conscious witness is one key thing that we can all do for ourselves where we step back and instead of getting so caught in the turmoil and the judgment of ourselves because then something goes wrong and we beat ourselves up and, oh, it just can spiral in a not a pretty place. Sometimes yeah. we just have to stay back and go, oh, okay, Let it be. all right. You know, there, there's so much wisdom in the Beatles songs. They had so very few words, but so, such an impactful meaning in them. And that's just one of them. Let it be when you find yep. yourself in times of trouble. Right? Yep. And all you need is love. <laughs> oh, there's so many. Here we go. The long and winding road. Just carry <laughs> down it. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Then my mind starts going really wandering. So we'll be good. <laughs> Well, I'm looking at the time and we are coming close to the end. I did want to say one more thing about the ritual of writing. When you make it a ritual, you are setting the intention as well. So there's that extra level 
of intention and goal and release, whatever the intention is. So that's the beauty of ritual and writing and taking the time. But before we go, I know you have a poem that you would like to share, and I would love to hear it. Sure. Well, thank you for this opportunity. This is the first poem that I, I, you know, I unglamorously say I spewed out um, when I gave myself permission to write. And when I thought I really like writing, but I never gave myself permission to do that. So I only wrote this um, a couple of years ago. But this summarizes where I, you know, uh, my life's journey to a certain degree. And it also summarizes so many of our life journey in there in terms of where we were in the past, where we are in the present and where we want to be in our own future. So I've called it You Choose. I know I'm all right, but I used to think that I was wrong. And I used to think that I was weak, but now I know that I'm strong. It's this crazy that we call life that we all get to bear. And what makes it so special is our desire and our willingness to share. You see, we can stuff down life's bad bits and we can pull up our masks and we can cover it all up with those people-pleasing tasks. But I have learned to stand up and walk with my pain. And those valuable lessons are now my sweet gain. And I have learned to break free and not to hide from my past, but to hold it up with grace and glory and a mighty good grasp. And I've learned to speak my truth. Oh, and I found treasures galore, simply like walking with my head up and not looking down at the floor. I've learned to listen to my soul and to trust my intuition and my passion to connect. It's now core to my mission. We've all got one life to live and it's this one right here. So let's cherish it always and not live in fear. Let's welcome our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions and our moods because it's never too late. It's your life, you choose. Oh, I love it. I got the chills. That was so beautifully put, my love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's one that I have recorded um, with some theme music that I worked with uh, a, a wonderful guy named Schroeder on creating some theme music. And I put that poem to music. So that's the integration of my passion and my purpose, my work and my, my talent and my gift, which I am now recognizing. Oh, <laughs> that's my <laughs> alarm saying, how are you feeling, Janine? <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> oh, good. I was going to ask. <laughs> I do yeah. care. I really want to know. <laughs> you know is, it. <laughs> and, and I'll give you the link to that because that's free to download if anybody is interested. Perfect. In I will just, put it on the link of the podcast and also when I share it on Facebook. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm watching the time because I know we're busy ladies. Yeah. <laughs> we're busy, but never too busy to have these conversations that bring us back and open up our hearts and open up our soul and remind us that we are living in the present. So thank that's you. That's it. That's it. And that's why we're here. And yes, I'm, I've, I did just have a huge major loss, but I was on last week and I was, I'm on today because this is my purpose to get out and talk about what is important and how many tools and beautiful things we are surrounded with 
here on Mother Earth that can heal us, help us, and connect us with our inner self and inner work. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Miss Janine. I will put all of your links and where they can find you and everything on the podcast as well, on the podcast link and page info as well as on my website and Facebook. So thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up today. I am honored and I'm so thankful to have you in my life, my sweet sister. Same back to you, Beverly. Thank you very much. Now have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.